Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers. And we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. Today is the day where all of Packers Twitter and a lot of Packers fans fall apart because the Green Bay Packers lost to the New York Jets with a final score of 27-10. to This game was ugly. This game was bad. And it has given all of you, the listeners, another week without a game recap. I don't have the heart. I can't do this. This might be the standard moving forward even when they win because I think it'll be more effective to simply cover the key plays. And there weren't too many key plays. The blocked punts and blocked field goals were very bad. I will say that. Special teams had shitty protection throughout. They they did block a punt themselves, so give credit to Bisacci on that. Amari Rogers looked about as good as he has all year, but they also gave up a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. And they gave up a field goal. Um, so that's a 10-point swing right there. The Jets obviously returning the punt for a touchdown. The Packers missing out on three points. The defense, they give up a big play to Brees Hall and uh, completion versus Stokes. Other than that, they uh, they look pretty good. Um, the offense did absolutely nothing. Fumble, a fumble between Jones and Rodgers. I mean, pardon me. Dylan and Rodgers absolutely killed the Packers. And Rodgers played terribly. So there. That's your summary. The biggest theme, I think, is the Packers have no heart. Just like I don't have the heart to do a game recap, the Packers don't have the heart to play the football game. And it's it's very concerning because throughout LaFleur's tenure, you have seen Packers teams that are they have these losses spread in throughout the year where they just somehow don't show up. And then they make the adjustment, they come back the next week after that bad loss, and they look good, and they look good for the next three or four weeks. This is, in fact, the first time in LeFleur's tenure that they've lost back-to-back games in the regular season. That's not good. It's very, very bad. And it's strange, because Robert Sala, he was quoted after the game in the interview, he said his halftime speech was to just keep punching the Packers because he thought that if he kept punching them and dragged them down into deeper water, they would figure out that they didn't know how to swim. And that's exactly what happened. They couldn't rebound. It was 3-3 to at halftime. Very winnable football game. It was 10-3 to for a lot of that game. Very winnable. It was 17-3 to for a lot of that game, or 17-10 to for some of that game. Still very winnable. 24-10. to Again, winnable. If you're 24-10 to with, like, nine minutes left in the fourth, that's still a winnable football game, right? You have nine minutes to score a touchdown, get a stop, and score another touchdown. It's really not that hard. So the Packers being unable to overcome any sort of deficit is really concerning. And I think Lafleur is a top five head coach in terms of scheme, in terms of intelligence, and usually in terms of play calling. But right now we're going to see if he can rally the locker room and if all the leaders in the locker room can step up and say, this isn't us and we're going to turn the shit around 
because the Packers, through six weeks in 2010, were 3-3. Three and three. As you may know, they ended up hoisting the Lombardi that year. So, the difference between this team and that team, well, a lot of differences. One of the biggest is that team had notable captains. That team had Charles Woodson, right? This team, we'll see who they have, but someone better damn step up and do something about this. So, that is the emotional side to this. That needs to get better, right? I need Lafleur to step up, stand up, and say, hey, look, this is not who we are. We're going we're gonna to fight back from this. I need all of this crap from an emotional standpoint to change. You're 3-3. Three and three. The season's not over. But, listen, Packers being 3-3, three and three, Packers were also 3-3 three to three at halftime, tied with the Jets, and the game felt like it was over at that point because they don't fight. So we need that to change. But with those emotional issues out of the way, let's see what are some of the quick fixes they can do from sort of a personnel standpoint. Number one is fix the offensive line. Okay, it was decimated all day. Lafleur talked about getting away from Aaron Jones. Yeah, that was an issue. And the the I think the Bakhtiari, Runyon, and Myers left side is totally fine. I mean, you're not going to get rid of Myers. Myers is a young, developing center. He hasn't even played 16 NFL games yet, and he's looked damn good. The uh, right side, it's not so good. Elton Jenkins at right tackle and Royce Newman at right guard doesn't work. It, it simply doesn't work. Elton, he had a good game last week, but he played very poorly this week. He was bad against a pass. He had some killer calls in the run game. And I think that a change is absolutely necessary and imminent. And no, do not just put Jake Hansen in at guard, as Lafleur tried to do before the half. I think it would provide the offense with a spark. I mean, who the the Packers played one game with Jake Hansen this year, and he got mauled at right guard. What kind of spark do you think putting Jake Hansen in is going to provide this offense? No, that's terrible. What you should do is you should put either Zach Tom or Josh Nyman at right tackle and put Elton Jenkins back at guard. Um, left or right, I don't really care. You know, sort that out with Runyon. Uh, my preference would be to put Elton at left and uh, Runyon at right, but whatever put Elton have Elton and Runyon as your two guards and then put either Tom or Nyman at tackle uh the reason they seem to be hesitant towards putting Nyman at tackle right now is that Bakhtiari has yet to play a, a full game I think he had he took all the snaps in this game except for maybe maybe the the last drive where Jordan Love came in which was probably just not wanting to hurt Bakhtiari and Bakhtiari practiced three straight days this week, which was very impressive because Lafleur said they wouldn't do that even when he was fully back. So things seem to be going well with Bakhtiari in his rehab. Don't want to jinx anything. Knock on wood there. But um, they need to make a change on the offensive line because Newman got thrown around like a rag doll. He looked confused all game, and that is going to continue to be an issue. The second thing is to fix the deep component of this offense. And... Teams are going to keep daring Aaron Rodgers to throw deep. And the Packers are willing to do it. The funniest thing is that the Packers are so close to making a team be a lot more scared of forcing them to throw deep. Because Rodgers missed a throw to Jones. He missed a throw to Dobbs. He missed, he's missed multiple plays where Dobbs has been open. And... You start hitting some of those, teams are going to go back to not wanting to let you throw deep. So, that's fine. Keep Darren Rodgers to throw deep. He'll figure it out. Um, but they still they still need to have some sort of speed component to their offense. And I'm not sure if that's having Watson stay healthy or getting Watkins back or something else. But the Packers 
they their offense functions so much better with a speed guy. You know, against Tampa, you uh, you seem to be missing Watson a lot. Against the Jets this week, you seem to be missing Watson. In the NFC Divisional round, you didn't have MVS, and the offense fell apart. And I think the Packers absolutely need to fix that. Hopefully, they can get Watson back, have him stay healthy, and that'll help. Maybe they can get Sammy Watkins back, and he'll be the deep guy. Deep guy. But more likely, I think it'll be either Watson or it'll be uh, them going out and getting a guy, maybe a Robbie Anderson who seems to be very close to being cut by the Panthers, or an Odell Beckham Jr. if he's healthy. Now, those are two GM slash personnel changes that I think need to be made, but the bottom line is that this team is far too talented for that to be the only way to get better, and here's how they improve, okay, on offense. Your quarterback is a problem, and your other players aren't much better. A.J. Dillon looks like he's running in mud right now. It baffles me that he's getting more looks than Aaron Jones. He had more carries today than Aaron Jones. That's ridiculous. A.J. Dillon's a hell of a back, but he's not Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is running far better than him right now. There were points last year where A.J. Dillon was running better than Aaron Jones. Right now, Jones is running better. There are also multiple offensive linemen screwing up. That can't happen right now. And then... Funnily enough, the best parts of this offense are the tight end and wide receiver groups, which are the positions that all of you guys were complaining about. So those are sort of the all of the positions on offense that are working and not working. And then Aaron Rodgers. He is probably the biggest issue right now. I've, if someone said, why is the offense failing the most? I would point to Aaron Rodgers. He is missing throws left and right, and he is making bad decisions, and that does not go well together. He missed... Aaron Jones on a walk-in touchdown up the sideline. Jones had his defender beat by like five yards or something. And Rodgers just just led him towards the sideline. There was absolutely no reason to lead him towards the sideline, especially with Aaron Jones. It's very tough to catch over your shoulder in general. As a running back, you don't practice that as much as a wide receiver. No reason to lead him towards the sideline. It was third and third down. Like, dude, that's a throw you have to hit. He also missed a Dobbs deep ball on a critical fourth and short I should mention but whatever he missed the ball to Dobbs that would have been a big time play he's missed multiple Dobbs burning defenders and so it's just it's this disastrous play from Rodgers that is sinking an offense that needs him to be on top of this game so that that's probably the biggest issue Um, I'm going to go off on a tangent here while we're talking about people not performing and specifically Rodgers not performing you signed Aaron Rodgers you signed this back-to-back MVP to a massive deal because you were paying for what he had done. You'd paying for the two back-to-back MVP years, and I guess Goody and company seemed to believe that they could extend their title window when I believed, and a lot of other people believed, that moving to love was the best option because it gave you a chance to reset with the extremely talented roster and start fresh, have another 10 to 15 year window. And at this point, re-signing Aaron Rodgers seems like a bad move. Their window, it looks absolutely gone. And now you only have, after this year, two years of love left if they even decide to pick up his fifth-year option. And I said it before, unless you win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, re-signing him was a disastrous failure. Right now, it looks like that failure, so they better get the shit turned around fast because it's going right down the gutter for them. Okay, so, execution. I talked about that last week. It was It was an issue again this week. The second thing is that they need to simplify things. And scheme, on on its own, scheme is not a, an issue. The scheme, Roger said at postgame, is a really, really good scheme. But, but, 
it's not being called well. And Lafleur is a top three coach maybe in the league in terms of designing plays. You've seen it. He's excellent. And unfortunately, you still need players to execute and you need to know when to call those plays. And so last episode, I talked about how this offense operates. And today, they didn't run enough. That strays from the Shanahan system that they want to run. They didn't go under center at all. And after the first two drives, they went right to play action and shot plays and didn't even try to set up the run. Their only run plays were like inside zone runs to um, probably A.J. Dillon more than Aaron Jones. And then from that, it was like a RPO quick slant. And then, okay, let's hawk this shit deep. And that's not going to work with this QB and those skill position guys. So they need to stick to the running game. Okay. And I should mention it worked well with Aaron Jones for a lot of the game. You have to get Jones targets in space. That's going to be a key feature of this offense when it's successful and ride your best players. That's what needs to work. Again, the scheme works. The play calls, they're not working right now. So run the ball with your best guy that make it that simple. And if the offensive line doesn't hold up, get your best guy the ball in other ways. Okay. Be on screens, outside pitches, whatever there is. And this is a key point, a disconnect between what the Packers should run and what they want to run, right? What they should run is they should run this you know, under center Kyle Shanahan based attack that is hard running under center play action off of that. Maybe you can build in some RPO for your Hall of Fame quarterback. If Jordan Love comes in, maybe you scrap some of the RPO, you go really heavy Kyle Shanahan. But that's what needs to happen. That's what should be happening. Instead, they want to get away from that. They want to sit back and shotgun and take advantage of the defense. That's fine. I understand the process of saying we have a Hall of Fame quarterback. We're going to take advantage of them putting eight men in the box. But you have to start executing if that's going to be the case. And they, they seem to want to get away from the scheme that's made them so good the past two years. It's not going to work. That needs to change. Okay. The offense is very terrifying right now. Let's jump to defense, though. First, the negatives. The defense fell apart late, and they got gashed on the air and the ground. To be fair, okay, they had to sit out there for something like 15 drives for the Jets. It just felt like the Jets, they came in with a bit of tempo, the Packers were gassed, and they were late getting to their spots, and that led to the defensive collapse that you saw. And you saw the same thing in London, and I think that's an issue that can happen to any team in the league. I think the defense needs to be better conditioned. It needs to be able to play for... 15 drives and not get gashed when it really needs to hold up but more than anything you really just need your offense to stay on the field longer because the second defensive point is that and this is one of the main positives from the game they had a hell of a start I mean Jair Alexander said he thought their game plan was flawless I think it was I think the game plan was flawless Joe Barry made the exact adjustments that I wanted he pressed receivers at the line specifically on third down it was so so beautiful he pressed receivers as I mentioned, he put Jair Alexander in the slot, and then the front got after it. Gary now has six sacks through six games. Kingsley Enagbari got his first career stop, sack, pardon me, and they also stopped Brees Hall until really the third quarter. The defense played phenomenal for about 10 drives. Those 10 drives would have taken up a four-quarter game if the offense could have done jack shit. Instead, they only took up like a half of the game because the offense was getting gashed. Um... So, the defense, a lot of potential, like seeing Joe Barry make adjustments. I'm really, the main takeaway from this game is the offense shit the bed. It's not about the defense here, because it's really hard to judge a defense when the offense is just going three and out every drive. 
Okay, let's uh, finish this off a bit with my players to watch. Uh, Alan Lazard, he had a fine game, right? He had some nice deep catches. He had the third 35-yard completion from Rodgers on a fade. He, uh, he had the touchdown. Overall, it just he just didn't have a great game. I expect him to ball out. He didn't. You know, Sauce Gardner's the real deal. He's a hell of a cornerback. I didn't like him wearing the cheese head off the field, but, you know, it's all in good fun. He's the real deal. Lazard didn't, didn't put up a great game. And then TJ Slayton. He was my defensive guy. He wasn't as good this week as he was last week. I tried to mix things up a, a bit, you know, go with a D tackle. It uh, it backfired. Okay, I, I will admit, but that'll make me seven and three. I mean, pardon me, three and seven. Flip that. That'll make me three and seven on the season. And uh, like the Packers, that's not good. So uh, I'll need to make adjustments, come back strong, and uh, and we'll see what the Packers can do. So. Uh, that's, that's more or less what I have for you today. Let me just end it with this. The Packers, they had some players with good games, okay? Dobbs showed strong hands, good route running. Tunyon looked the best that he has looked. And Jair, he looks like an all-pro, okay? Imagine that. Putting, putting Jair in press, sticking him in the slot sometimes lets him play like an all-pro quarterback. He played like it. But today overall was a major step back for the offense. I liked the process against New York. I didn't at all like it this game. They need to get back to that Shanahan scheme and use the LaFleur, you know, more quarterback RPO reads from there. And that's what's going to get this team moving. And I'll leave you with this. The defense, it showed an ability to learn from mistakes and adjust. That was a major concern after last week. They seem to have sort of fixed that. The offense, I thought it was a quick fix. And if they get it figured out quickly, they're going to be really freaking good. But... They need to get it figured out quickly. And the last time the Packers were 3-3, three and three, they finished, as I said before, by hosting the Lombardi. But as always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. Please try to enjoy your next few weeks. It might be tough. Um, yeah, as always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. And until next time. Go Pack Go. Go.